time now to begin. So I will say, hey, everyone, this is Young Persons Radio here on Radio Free Brooklyn. I am your host as always. I'm Colby Smith. This and every Sunday on the station. And if you are unfamiliar with my guest today, I will tell you that in probably 2017, the city of New York passed a law, actually, that said if you host a comedy show, Anywhere in the five boroughs, this person has to make the poster. I'm talking, of course, about Maddie Fisher. Oh, my God. Thank you so much. Yes, it's true. It was a legal obligation. Yeah. Um, Yes. All all the venues said you can't host your show here unless it is the poster is, is done by her. I'm sorry about that. Yeah. Now, I mean, you know, this, the city obviously subsidized your work as a uh, comedy show poster illustrator, but I've been told that that's not all the art you do. And I was hoping you could clarify that. Mm. Yes, sure. Uh, I, yeah, I, I do a lot of illustration stuff and I also paint. And so I'm, I'm an illustrator painter, I guess. I, yeah, I do like commission paintings, but I'm also just, you know, painting around and, and, uh, and, and drawing. I mean, it's funny, they're very, like, in these very different, they exist in these very different worlds, I think, like illustration and painting. I think that illustrators think that painters are pretentious and painters think that illustrators are, like, not real artists. So (laughs) I'm, I'm sort of straddling that line in a fun way. Wait, is that true that painters think illustrators are not real artists? Not really. I mean, <laughs> I think that's that's sort of an exaggeration, but I think there's like this general attitude in the sort of more fine arts world that just like, oh, illustration is like, you know, it's this sort of lower art form or something like that. Oh, is it because it's like commercial or or is there like yeah. a problem with pencils? <laughs> there's an issue with every, all the pencils. Well, I think that... Uh, I think that it is because it's it's commercial and it's like and and the and that it's like illustrative, like the nature of it being so uh, not like necessarily literal, but like you know, kind of representational and being like, oh, here's just like a person drinking a coffee, like that's so uh, you know straightforward. There's no abstraction there. There's nothing like complex or like you know whatever, blah blah blah, a bunch of bull honky, if you ask me um bull yeah. hockey you know I, I i don't know i'm also probably just like making this up in my head <laughs> these could just be like uh uh notions that i've that i've totally made up but i think it's i think there's some truth to it i don't know well i i mean i it's definitely not hard for me to believe that like like a painter would look down on someone who's like selling a, a piece to like Gawker or something. And that <laughs> reference is old now. <laughs> <laughs> I never, I never went, I never went for Gawker. I never, don't, don't know much about it. Really? You don't like, uh, you don't like gossip websites? That was not my source. No. I don't gotcha. Know. Yeah. <laughs> no, you and all the other fine artists look down <laughs> on it. So. <laughs> yeah, I guess it never made, made it to my sphere. It was never, never um, well, where does this leave you, though, as a person who does both? You know, are you sort of like the kid in high school who can fit in with every group? Or are you kind of like an outcast that every group rejects you because 
<laughs> you can't finish I, a single one. I feel closer to 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 the latter, I would say. I see. Um, yeah, well, I don't know. It's just, yeah, I think that because, like, representing my work on my website or on my Instagram, like, it is such a mishmash of both of of those things of of illustrating and painting Mm -hmm. um and so I think sometimes when I like refer people to my work that's that's online like it can be confusing maybe or like I don't know I've talked to to friends before and just been like what is this like what vibe am I giving off it's hard to like do people understand like what I'm going for and and definitely like a while ago people were like I got some feedback that was just like, I'm confused. Like, I don't really get who you are. Oh, wow. (laughs) Or like, I don't know. It's just like, it's hard to, it's hard to advertise yourself that way. And especially like, you know, Instagram definitely rewards you for being very consistent and having consistent uh, consistent vibe and all your images, you know, like, so I think that sometimes I do have, I've, you know, I've got a fair amount of, I don't have, any followers but people a lot of people that I do have are like they don't know me personally so I think I sometimes like show up in their feed and they're just like what who is this and sometimes you know what I mean like they'll be like oh I thought I was following an illustrator uh I don't really what's all this like mushy uh gloopy (laughs) stuff and it's like I don't know I don't know you kind of have to like brand yourself or whatever and I don't know how to do that well just be like guess what I do both it's interesting for me to hear that you've received that feedback that it's like not coherent or consistent or whatever, because I feel like you have such a recognizable style to the point where like I once, I forget what it, what it was exactly. It's like hard to put into words, obviously, but I remember like seeing a poster on like, or, or a slide on one of those like link NYC kiosks. So like they have like the screen that flashes different uh, pieces. And I saw one and I was like, damn, somebody's ripping off Maddie Fisher style. <laughs> oh my God. Well, you know, we're all ripping off each other at a certain point. I'm sure I'd probably see Matt Britton's work or something. Who knows? I don't know. I don't know, Colby. It's hard to... How do you do it? How do you how do you go out there and just say this is me and it's not exactly consistent, but you may I you like it because of that. How right. Do you do that. I don't know. If I knew that, we would get more downloads every week. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm just like a person. I do different things. Okay. Like- so this this is making me think, Maddie, that we should scrap whatever plan I had for this record and make this okay. episode Colby answers Maddie's art questions. Yes, yes. <laughs> I'll interview you. Okay. Yes. Number one. <laughs> uh, you will interview me about the field that you work in. Yes, yes. So question one, Colby, how do I get my paintings in a gallery? Do you want to answer that for me? Oh, I, yeah. So I think this advice is what i would give to anyone trying to you know make it in the uh make it in hollywood as well and someone uh said these words to me when i was uh, sort of a young comedian starting out they said colby in this town it's who you know and who you blow wowie okay so you think <laughs> that i should hmm, maybe i should go up to sort of a I have a, there's sort of an, a gallery I, I can walk to from my house. Do you think I should go up to it and... and Become friends with the owner, yes. Walking? Oh, okay. <clears throat> yeah, for sure, for sure. Not 
just to be clear, not walk in and say, can, can I blow you? Can I blow, should, do you want me to blow you? Is that, should I not do that or I should think, I do that? You know, again, uh, advice I got on this topic um, mm. when I was in high school and it, 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 uh, it really helped me was you got to be friends first. Okay. Okay. That's fair. That's really actually, that's great advice. Thank okay. you. I'll walk in and say, need a pal? <laughs> need a bud? Looking for a bud? Um, Looking for a bud. Yeah. And then just kind of, yeah, you know, invite them. to a Yeah. Little- and they'll be like, oh my God, yes. I'm so lonely here in this art gallery yeah. that's been closed for months. Mm-hmm. Likely they are. And so, okay. I can see this working. All right. You're All right. Starting my career off to a to a good start. I mean, we should have talked years ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know if it was that easy. I wish I knew earlier. Next question. <clears throat> okay. Ugh, Maddie, I can't believe you're not prepared to host the show. Uh, yeah, I know it's embarrassing. I mean, I can write up some questions. Okay, cool. Yeah, let's just like take like a 30-minute break. For you. Okay. <laughs> a little pause. I'll, I'll get some, some cues out. Wait, I, I'm having a memory of seeing you do stand-up at Caveat way back when. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you had a bit about, you weren't working, maybe it wasn't a gallery, but you were working for, let's just say an eccentric artist yeah. character. Yes, exactly. Yes. I love this bit. Oh my God. Thank you. Yeah. Federico. Federico. Yes. And he would like, he would always tell you to like go out and be young or something like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 He was just like, you're a young woman. You have to go out and experience New York City. He's this Italian guy. Yeah. Very, very eccentric man. Artist man. I worked for him for, for like two years out of college and he was he, he had he had no advice for me, just a lot of energy. Yes. You know? Yeah, yeah. Where are all of the pens? I can't find a single pen in the whole studio, Maddie. <laughs> okay, so how did you? Um, so you, surely you became friends with him first, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 We, we. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Friendship is the way to get what you want. I have found. <laughs> Okay, use my friends. I have not made a single friend in this life that I haven't wanted something from career-wise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you seek these people out. You see them from across the room. You say, I'm going to extract. You know, I mean, things. yes. Yeah. It's no secret that I surround myself with just really successful people. Like, my crew is just like, we're at the top. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. of the pyramid right now yeah. and it's like that's not an accident i tried to make that happen consciously yeah i mean hey i i think that this i feel like this happens in comedy a lot where you like are sort of friends with people that are just kind of like you know at your level we're all just like putzing around and 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 going to whatever open mics and then like people just like become really successful and very like uh, you know, sometimes famous or whatever on on some, some level, and then mm-hmm. we're like, I'd like to get a little bit closer to her, you know, <laughs> or like you sort of like, I don't know. It's just funny how it 
how, how the yeah. stars rise. That's when you send the email that's like, hey, I don't know if you remember me, but uh, we took Improv 301 together way back when. I would love to have you on my show. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love you. Or not, well, I don't love you, but I oh, yeah, like, <clears throat> respect you. And I want to hang out with a, you know, we could get croissants or something. <laughs> yeah. We could get croissants. See, you know how to do it. Why am I giving you advice? Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll can write a script for you if you need. You hosted the SUP open mic. Yes. For what? A year and a half? Two years? Um, yeah, it was around for like about two two years, I think. Yeah. Yes. So every week, you guys are in the basement of Creek in the Cave. Yeah. What is, do you think, the worst set you ever saw? Holy moly. Oh, Lord. Oh, um, um, oh my gosh. What exactly happened? This was, um, someone came to the mic. Okay, I guess I have two two things come to mind. One was so it's a it's a mic for you know female queer gender nonconforming people, um, and so like a lot of the time there's like there basically this like cis dude comes on stage and starts talking about his girlfriend and like his like super just like hetero life, and it was very <laughs> uncomfortable, and we were just like all looking at each other just like he knows right or does he know or you know when we were trying to give him the benefit of the doubt just being like you know what whatever he could be queer we don't know let's just let him fly and it was just like this is like an aggressively heterosexual cis man and we had to just like you know talk to him afterwards and just be like this is actually like of the queer mics or like like and he was just like yeah i know we were like "Mm, yeah okay so that's (laughs) yeah, well, I don't know if you fit the mm, the bill exactly. And like, he was just like, oh, uh, mm, uh, okay. Uh, mm. You know, like he was just like uncomfortable and confused. And then, but then there was one time at the Creek in the Cave um, when a woman who was more of a, I think more of like a cabaret type performer usually. Yes. Um, just got completely naked. Just got totally naked. Oh, wow. And was just like, yeah, it was a late, one of those ones that just goes, uh, those mics that end up going for like three hours and she was the last person. And she was like, oh, oh no. Up. And just like, start, you know, just started, I can't even remember what the bit was. There was like some joke attached to it, but okay. she got fully naked. Gotcha. Um, she was the last person? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, that's yeah. so sad to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was worse that way. Yeah, because we were all just like, there was almost no one was was left in the audience. Anymore. Well, exactly. It's like for people who don't know, it's like you know, open mics can go several hours, and the later in the night you go, like you don't want to go later because people leave after they do their set. Yeah, <laughs> woman's completely stripping naked for no one in the audience. Uh-huh. For no one, it was like a very uncomfortably intimate experience. Oh and yeah, she, and she was trying to have it be this sort of like bombastic, like wow, like sure. I'm it was just like this is weird. Oh no! Oh, that's devastating to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was tough. Definitely some tough sets. I mean, you know, you know how it is. Yeah. Open my world. It's rough. It's so- rough. I def <laughs> I I def feel as though you guys had you got you had an aura at least of like positivity amidst it all, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think it was it helped to host it with people that I liked you know it was like anytime 
any any combination of the hosts that were there, I was like always stoked. It was like Jesse, Stephanie, Juliet, Faria. It always was like this is gonna be fun. I know at least at least because like one of them will be there and we can right. have a good time. So um, yeah, and I feel yeah I feel like we were always able to like you know whoop it up and like and uh, and and play around with it a little bit. Totally. Well, and also just like because you guys. I, I want to say you started the trend of like doing a little Instagram story of like everybody who was at the mic. Uh, and That's all Jesse Rock. That's all Jesse Rock. Right. A former guest on the show. And, uh, yeah. and, yeah. and it just seemed like such a scene. I was just like, oh my God, look at who's going to sub. <laughs> I really like truly have to credit Jesse with that. I mean, she was just like, this is the way we get people to come to the mic is like we show them that it's a good time even if there's not that many people there you just like you do a story like every every mic and it right. just, it seem like it's you know it, it gives this like illusion of like it being a happening place to to do, to go so it was like I think at first it was this illusion and then like a lot of people started coming to it and it would you know what I mean it was this yeah like, yeah it worked out it really worked. It was like we would have tried to like switch off, um, you know, hosting duties of like who would be the one like doing the Instagram story. And yeah, I always like ha- didn't have like the most updated version of Instagram and was always just like, I don't know how to do it. Pop. Or like I could never like make it fun in a way that like Jesse always could. Right. Yeah. You weren't the social media maven that no. Jesse Roth is. That wasn't me, no. <laughs> well, from the outside looking in, it seemed like an incredibly fun time every week. It was fun. It was really fun. Well, now here's the question, Maddie, that we've been building toward, you know, for the last 20 minutes, which is, do you miss performing? Oh, my God. You're going <laughs> into it. Well, you know, I think I've been thinking about this question a lot, actually, because um people keep asking and i'm just the last fucker to do it (laughs) i think that i am really happy with where i'm at right now and what i've been focusing on and like working on um in terms of my visual art stuff Mm -hmm. career life and i miss parts of performing i love the actual just act of performing and like being a little nightmare on stage I think that's always very fun and I do miss that a bit but like I don't know I think um in a lot of ways comedy was just uh not quite my bag like sure I think that I I I don't know I always loved um acting and in college when I found like comedy I was like oh this is the answer this is it um you know I get to have these like performance I get to have this like performance community but it's not so self-serious or whatever right um and uh but then like kind of seeing the realities of like what it takes to like have a reasonable amount of success in comedy I was like oh that's like not really the lifestyle I'm going for like right shows like every night or or you know it's like the goal here is to have multiple shows a night um you know that's like some a certain level of success and like I just don't know if I really want that exactly totally I don't want that to be my life 
and um and uh i i am a bit more of like an introvert than um than that mm-hmm. <laughs> i think like i just like and i really do love i i just like to make things very much like i like the process of art making more than of comedy writing i, ha- sure. I hate writing to be honest i truly hate it <laughs> i i would I, would, I really dreaded like writing even little bits for for open mics and stuff and oh yeah um, oh it's awful like, oh my god it's terrible torturous just blech i mean yeah and especially like honing jokes for like a show you really care about you know like that was just i was always just like oh my god just boil me alive i hate this yes and versus like um you know working on on visual stuff painting drawing like i'm i'm it's it's compulsive to me i i think i developed an uh sort of this habit as a child of just like escaping in um painting and drawing so like uh it's truly compulsive to me in right a, in a way that is you know not always healthy but um but but in any case it gets me further in the in the practice of it so I don't know I think I like I am willing to put in the work of the process of art making like the actual like every day getting up and doing it and and failing and like trying mm. again more than I am uh like invested in the process of comedy making and comedy writing for sure yeah i think i think there's so much truth to that where it's just like if you're in a room and you're bored you know what i mean and you would like have a you know you have like a pen and paper you're gonna use it to draw you're not gonna use it to scribble down jokes about like your commute or something like yeah yeah and and i think there was just also something about it that I'm just like, I just, I, I like certain aspects of it, but I just, I don't have a knack for really like writing a good joke, you know, mm-hmm. like some people just have it where they're just like, bang, bang. It just is like, even when they're, if they're being formulaic, they're like doing it well and freely yeah. and like, I don't know. I just am like that whole, just like con- joke construction thing. I'm just it's a little, I, like, I felt like my jokes were always a little, like, conversational or something, and they sure. always came from just conversations, so it's, like, I, uh, or characters, you know, but I, I just could never, like, yeah, that was never my natural impulse. Was like, totally. Well, I think a lot of people who, who start doing improv, like, we both did, and then, like, transition to stand-up later, I think struggle with that specific thing you're talking about, because it's, like, we know how to be like when you was doing improv that we know how to react and be funny. We don't know how to like generate the funny on its own. Yes, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. When you just sit down and you're like, what am I going to say on stage tonight? It's like, yes. Oh, I've got to get this out there. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I think like, and like Juliet and I have talked about this too. Cause like, she's also you know we we came from this improv world and it's Mm -hmm. just like um I think there's something about like our styles of doing comedy that's just like it's very like it's about the energy you know or it's about the like little inflection in your voice like a little bit less about and and I do think that I leaned on that too much like I would always just be like I'm gonna look like a little character and like (laughs) 
you know, and that'll be fun, even though I'm not, if you actually looked at, on paper at what I'm saying, it doesn't hold up. Hey, I mean, I'm laughing now. Yeah, yeah, well, I don't know, but I think to answer your question, I feel okay, I feel good about, like, being less engaged in comedy right now. Yeah. And especially now that, you know, with COVID, it's like, I mean, shows seem to be opening back up. There seem to be more like live shows going on now, like rooftop outdoor stuff. Very but slowly, like, yeah. Like, it's not the time to be in the live performance. No. Sector, I would say. I would agree. You know, I might be going out on the limb there, but I would say it's. <laughs> <laughs> I would go as far as that with you, sure. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's a bit, a bit risky, a bit risky. But. Well, as far as the like contrast between the two goes, I have like often it found myself to be like jealous of people who like work in visual media just because it's like you can kind of just you you can I I have struggled with the thing of just like yeah I'm just gonna like free write some jokes for like a half an hour on this page and it's, it feels like it's it's uh it's not the same like like. <laughs> <laughs> as like you know scribble something in a sketchbook like conceptually it's the same but it does not feel like it doesn't feel like the same productive use of time right right well I always just like I can't wrap my mind around like any type of writer or you know writing process like I'm you know people who are like just like writing fiction or or sure. type of real writing stuff I'm just like so you just sit down and you just write for like many <laughs> hours? Like, that is just torture. I mean, that is like, the, you, I don't know, your, bra- your, brain's on, your brain's on like full full capacity with writing. I right. think in a way that like with drawing, you're just, and painting, it's more, you know, it's a little more loosey-goosey. Well, yeah, and it can like be, like there's no equivalent in, 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 comedy to like you know something more like abstract you know what i mean like you 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 have to be understood by an audience like you can't you you can't really bend it too much exactly right whereas just like with painting it's like i'm just i'm talking about the colors or something you know (laughs) it's about not knowing what it is or it's it's it is like yeah, I'm and I I'm I'm interested in working with in more like abstract ways. Like I I don't know, that's how my brain sort of goes, but yeah, you can't I mean, I guess the closest thing with performance is maybe like a performance art sort right. of approach. But even then it's like you still got to be sort of a little particular, you know, like saying mm-hmm. something like very um uh, in a in a in a somewhat clear way. Totally. I don't totally. Know. And it's like, I hope my art is understood also. Like, I also, I'm, you know, I don't want it to just be like super hoopy scoopy and like <laughs> nothing where it's just like, oh yeah, it's just like totally meaningless. But like, it, I think in the, in, yeah, in the practice of it, you can be more, more free. Totally. Well, you know, I, I've always wanted to have uh, an artist on the show just so we could do a thing where we go through every painting you've ever done and you tell us what it means. <laughs> oh no, please. <laughs> Well, just scroll down through the front of your website, which is uh-huh. what, maddiefisher.com? You got it. Fish, Fisher with a C-H? F-I-S-C-H-E-R. Yeah. Okay, yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, looking, looking. You got it. You're out. You you're looking at it. Looking. Yeah, I think I get it. No questions. Okay. No. Yeah. You got it. You got it. Yeah. <laughs> and all the listeners can follow along. As exactly. I mean, you know, they should go to your website anyway. Uh, and you know, just for this segment uh, uh, alone, and then you know, they'll be so pulled in, they'll be like, I'll click on shop. Yes. Oh, <laughs> would you look at that? Oh, I'm suddenly I'm online shopping. Um, <laughs> wow. Oh, I'm getting Christmas presents for all of my friends and family. Oh, I've been meaning to put some pins on my denim yeah. jacket. Yes, yes. <laughs> now, MaddieFisher.com. Mm-hmm. We, mm-hmm. Uh, this show has, it's gone through several segments over the years, you know, here and there. We'll try this thing for a little while. We'll try that thing for a little while. But there's one segment that has stood the test of time. It's it's come, it's gone, but it's mostly it's mostly become sort of a pillar of uh, the format that we do here. This is a series of interview questions that has been developed over the course of study of you know the world's greatest interviewers. You know your Terry Gross, mm-hmm. your Alec Baldwin, of course, your Dak Shepard, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. your Pete Holmes. This is the Young Persons Radio guest questionnaire. Are you ready to begin? I am ready, yes. I'm happy to hear that. Okay, first question. Who is an actor or actress who every time they come on screen, you find yourself thinking, ooh, neat? Uh, um, oh, Lord. Um, you know, the only person that's coming to mind is Katherine Hahn. See? And she's not exactly like that she's like around and she's she's not like a soup a fun surprise of like a oh neat she's just like she's an established person anymore i agree but i think she spent most of her career being a being an oh neat an oh neat yeah yeah that's true wait also just quick question about the questionnaire yeah is this supposed to be sort of a rapid fire lightning question round? No, it's sort of it's uh um it's it's got to get us through the next half hour so we can really just <laughs> Sure. <laughs> yes, this is just to slog us through. All right. Exactly. Take your time thinking of names, uh really just like anything you've got to do to get through it. Uh feel free to do any of that. <laughs> okay, let's let's see what you got. <laughs> okay, next question. Let's say hypothetically that you are stricken ill. Sure. What show do you put on while you heal? Mm. <laughs> to heal my spirits. Um, let's see. Um, gosh. Well, I think that um, uh, first thought, best thought, uh, what comes to mind would be, I think this is a generational truth, perhaps, that yeah. everyone in our generation probably puts on. Parks Here we go. Parks Parks and Rec. Parks and and Rec. You know, you throw that on, it's surefire, it's easy. You're just like, yes, I know these people. I know what they they get into. I know their whole lives. And it's just, I don't even have to pay attention. Oh, also, probably Great British Baking Show. Okay, now we're talking. Yeah, okay, if you want to get into it. I'm not, just a warning, I'm not like an ultra mega, like, die upon Paul Hollywood's um chest hair fan but I am <laughs> like I'm I'm in it and I'm 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 very interested and engaged. Okay, so uh are you up on the new episodes that they've been putting out the mm-hmm. last couple weeks? 
You know I'm not, unfortunately, but I have heard that they're good. They're fun. You like them? I really like them. I mean, I really like the show, uh, and I uh, I don't know if, if uh, you know this, but they apparently um, set up their own, like, NBA-style bubble where they all went and oh, stayed at, like, the house like that they <laughs> shoot it at for two weeks and then tested everybody. And then when they didn't have any cases of COVID, they like started making the show and they're just like pumping them out now every week, like every Friday, I think. Oh, wow. Holy cow. And, and it's the, great. The contestants live there. Yeah. They are like, they're doing wow. an NBA style where they are like not oh, seeing their wow. families. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause normally what I do like about the show is that, they're they always just go back to their normal jobs you know yes like, where they just go back to their life like they're just like well gonna go back to Doncaster and, <laughs> and see what I can you know they're like oh, it's just like nurses or like whatever you know they're just like oh I'm gonna go back to my <laughs> student housing or something like you're just like okay they're just living their life and then they like come to the tent on the weekend on the like, weekends that's yes fun. that's a weird aspect of the show but maybe it's maybe it's also good to see them like really living really getting to know each other yeah i mean you know they're the only family they've got now yeah oh my god that's so scary that is that's wild i got to check it out do you have a favorite contestant from the show that you remember uh i like martha from season four i think i think she's like you know because how every season has like a child on the show yes yeah she's one of those she's the one that's like <laughs> 18 <laughs> and she, she finishes like fourth place or something she's like really good <laughs> wow i don't remember martha i um i, I would say nadia is probably my favorite okay um, that sounds familiar yeah She's really good. She's like, um, she's just so humble. She cries at the end. She's Muslim. She's like really sweet. She has a family. And she's just like very creative. And she's like always so nervous. And she's like, she's like, oh my God, I really messed it up this time. And then, she's just <laughs> like, and then she just wins, you know, like she always yeah. just, you know. Oh, I know this lady. I just looked her yes. up. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. She is great. So this, I, you cried? I cried when she won. I mean, it's very, it's a very beautiful moment. She's like, I didn't know I was good enough for this. And I'm like, you are good enough. You are, you are enough. You are, yeah. <laughs> so my real question about Great British Baking Show, though, is uh, about the hosts. Where do we stand on anyone who isn't Melon Sue? Because I'm what? a... <laughs> Yeah, I would say I'm lukewarm. I'm lukewarm on the rest of the hosts. I would say Mel and Sue are like it. And I I was disappointed when they left. I completely agree. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, they just had it. And then it definitely felt like the, I don't even know their names. Who are the people that followed them? The the. Well, you've got Noel Fielding from okay. Mighty Boosh. Uh, is like the big, tall, like hulking man. Mm -hmm. Um, and then there was like a short, uh, uh like older blonde woman. Um, 
Yes. Whose name I don't recall. And now Matt Lucas, who, who apparently is another British comedian, is the new host with Noel. And he is annoying. Mm, I don't like that. See, I do think that they, um, that first pair that they had um, after Noel and Sue was like, it felt like they were trying to copy um, them a little bit. You know, like they were just like being like, oh, you have to do this like punny sort of humor so yes melon sue did that and like why don't you just like lean into that and they did it in this way that felt very trite very um just uh contrived and i was like i can't and it was also it was just like this extra level of cheesy like they would just have this like you know the with the green screen and they'd be like i'm flying in on my hot air balloon and it was like <laughs> we, don't that. we don't need that i want you to guys just like to be in the garden like you know chit-chatting about about the puns like i don't need it to be this like whole elaborate thing yeah maybe that's just me no no i'm i'm 100 with you i think uh mel and sue had the tone exactly right where it was like yeah. it was very funny but it was also very chill much like yeah. the rest of the show yes. and yes the rest of them are just kind of trying too hard i'll say yeah. it yeah 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 they're trying too hard it's like overproduced it's overwritten it did feel like mel and sue just like came up with these they were just like you know, they were just talking and then this just came out. Yeah, I completely I like agree. Attitudes, like they were just much more like, hmm, we're very happy to be the host of the show. Like they were just like, <laughs> hmm, we're reporting for duty. Yes, let's go. You know, like they felt, they had these like, this like almost like scrappy vibe. They but definitely like, had a scrappy you know? vibe. I totally feel that. Yeah, I miss them. I miss them too. Do you have a favorite week on the show? You know, you've got Biscuit Week. You've got... Sure. Well, bread week is very stressful. I don't want to get into bread week. Like, okay. you know, I don't, I don't know enough about bread and it's always just like, it's the always, it's always like a little bit boring, like what they're actually making. And so I'm just like, get me out of bread week. Um, yeah. Sorry, Paul. Yeah. Sorry, Paul. Uh, I think <laughs> that I do, oh gosh, remind me of the weeks. There's like, like a cake week. There's yeah. a, is there a pastry week. There's a pastry or, week. Yeah. Oh. Let's see. What else? Can you think of them? I can think of them. I can think of them almost as fast as I can. (laughs) You can Google them. Type. (laughs) Yes. Okay. Here we go. Cake week, biscuit week, bread week. Yeah. This one has caramel week. Ooh. I have seen caramel week. Pudding week. Ooh. Pastry week. Uh Uh-huh. This this season also has Italian week, which... I don't think is common. That's not common. That's not classic. I, I guess what jumps out is probably Cake Week because yeah. I think they 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 tend to make these like sort of elaborate like, um, I mean they're always making something elaborate, but you know these sort of like um, more sculptural like big big structures with the cakes. Yes, the showstoppers. You know, the show, the show, I mean they have a showstopper every week, but I think the cake ones tend to be to. Um, well, to take the cake, if you will, Cole. <laughs> you know I will. You yeah. know I will. Yeah. Do you have a favorite week? Uh, it, it's probably Cake Week. Also, anytime where they can make yeah. like a really uh, like elaborate like sculpture mm-hmm. at the yeah. end is like that's the stuff I really go in for. But you can also, since you're here and we're talking about this, MaddieFisher.com, you can <laughs> help settle a 
argument between uh, me and everyone else I know who watches the show, which is, where do you fall on the technical challenge? I think it's my favorite part. Yes, I do like the technical challenge. Yes, but, here uh, we go. Yeah, I mean, I think it's all part of the, it's all wrapped up into into the whole package deal. Like, I would never want to watch the show without it. No! It's yeah. blind. It's the blind reveal. That's what I like. The pictures uh-huh. are backwards. Yeah. They don't know who they're talking about. They don't know yeah. who they're complimenting, who they're insulting. Yes. They don't have to like look in this in the eager eyes of the contestants yes. as they judge the thing. They can be completely yes. cold and objective. And then uh-huh. boom, turns out it was uh-huh. it was Martha the whole time. Yes. I think it's their most like sort of um, you know, biting reality show moment of the show. Where they're just totally. like, where they're, where they're able to like rip in and just be like, this is disgusting. I can't eat it. And it's like, <laughs> that's really what, you know, you need a touch of that. You need like a drop of that. Yeah. And then it's also fun where they cut to the contestants who are just like writhing in their stools. Oh, yeah. Like, oh my God, that's hard. There's so and much like tension that. in that moment. Yeah. And I also love when they're just like, I have no idea what this is. Like, that's always fun when they're, they get the recipe and they're just like, I've never heard of this before. I've never <laughs> seen it. I have no clue. And then they just make something that is just like ridiculously off base. You know? they, they look right in the camera and they're just like, I've never heard of this before. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm always just like, ooh. My favorite is, as far as all that goes is when they make something that looks great and like Paul bites into it and goes... It's not really a tart. Yes! (laughs) I know. And you're just like, damn it, if my friend made that for me, you know that you would just be like, holy shit! Yes, exactly. Probably good. And and yeah, they just get really, they're just like, if a French person were here, they wouldn't really call this a souffle. (laughs) Like, Next question. First concert you saw as a teen. <laughs> I'm sorry. Is this a painful memory? Oh, no, this is this is the same answer to my la- to your last question of what's your favorite week on Great British Baking Show is cake. Okay. Ah, okay. Yeah, uh, you know, I think I was that was like the music that my parents put on at our dinner parties. You know, it was just like put on the cake. It's like cool alt rock, like you know, like yes, alt rock kind of stuff and uh and they they use that um you know that fun instrument that's like a um uh, that's like a ball and a paddle that like makes like a rattling sound you know and that's just sort of spicy to us (laughs) suburban parents and so like yeah I went to a cake concert and I, I I loved it I still know like all the words to their song that's awesome next question okay What's an internet trend that drives you nuts? Ooh, that's a fun one. Oh my gosh, there's so many. Well, and this is just like, it's something that exists specifically on the internet? Or yeah. like a specific like meme or something? Or, 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 or is it, does it, can it also be like a, like a fashion trend that ha- happens to be all over the internet? I would say that counts. Uh, like an example that I I like to give for this is uh, like when people post um, like pictures of their grandparents from when they were young on Instagram. 
and they say okay. something like, damn, granddad could get it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that makes, I, yes, totally. You've seen this, right? Of course <laughs> I've seen this around. Oh my gosh. Yeah, granddad can get it. I'm literally just like on Instagram right now trying to see something that I hate. And, <laughs> and it's all there. so good. I just love it all. Every single thing. Um, I'm really, this is embarrassing. I'm going to have to get back to you. Do you have okay. Tell me one. Well, you know, lately, I guess it's been uh, celebrities telling us to vote. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> Get out of here with that. Because it's just, they, they always do the thing where they're like, you know, it doesn't matter who you vote for. It just matters that I you know. vote. And it's like now of yeah. all times, it kind of matters who you actually, vote for. That's like really actually what matters, Sarah Silverman. Yeah. Yes. I know. They're just like. They're all I, like, yeah, doing those like things where they're just like, hi, I'm naked. Now that oh, God. attention vote and it's like it's, yeah Stop. it's like the laziest way to like encourage people to get yeah. involved in politics you know what yeah. I, mean? like, I know i mean and it's weird because i guess they are talking to they have a much this you know massive uh, base of fans so they are probably talking to a lot of people that maybe we're not gonna vote and right like would likely vote uh, correctly but like it's, um, but it is risky. It's weird. It's like, I don't know. People are pushing in the wrong direction. Yeah. Did you oh, see that documentary about Taylor Swift? You know, I actually did. You did? Miss America. Oh, mi- yeah, oh Miss Americana. Or, Miss Americana. Yes, I did. I saw it. My favorite part in that documentary is when she's like yelling at her dad about how she has to post on Instagram about oh, supporting progressive candidates in, mm-hmm. in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. and he yes. goes he goes yeah. he goes i don't know i mean would bob hope do something like that <laughs> yes i know i remember like that part is so when it's just like and then taylor became radicalized and it's like yes well or did she just say the most basic thing ever which is that donald trump sucks like yeah exactly you know, like, she was too scared to say even that that it's yeah just, like, you know I mean, yeah, it's like at least she's saying something, but it was just kind of like, okay, we're not, we're, it's not that wild. Yeah. Yeah, seriously. It's like he, she, there's a scene where like her and her publicist are like drinking wine as they push send on the tweet and yes. they're just going like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh my God. Okay. I thought of one. Okay. Here we go. Okay. And this is also like, I don't know. Am I going to get some hate for this? I, it's Hell possible. yes. I just cause some ruckus. This is ugh, I feel like such an asshole, but this, <laughs> I it's been bugging me. I've been seeing a lot of a lot of people um who are like selling um clothes that they have like altered in some way that they've like bleached or painted on um and um and which is fine and I do think a lot of the time like it is cool but I don't know why it irks me like maybe it's like as as an artist I'm like and they're always just like sliding scale 30 to 80 dollars um for these like t-shirts that I bleached and it's just like what is this you're not like a person who makes things and you know what I mean like they're just yes like, 
they just like are they just like decided to do this one weekend and then they're like selling it (laughs) you know it's like i don't know it just like peeved me a little bit yes you are insulted as someone who works on stuff like full time yeah i guess that's what it that's what it is is that i it's and it just does feel and i mean it is anyone can can make something and sell it and that's cool and like i do think that that's like sort of a sort of a fun part of like this nightmare era that we live in but like, right i yeah i guess i just can't help but feel a little bit like insulted or hurt where it's just like oh wow everyone's like uh, pulling out a paintbrush and thinks that they can just make like a hundred dollars or something when it's just, right yeah, I don't know. That's probably a, an annoying answer, but yeah, no, no, that's a that's a, a GTFO. That mm-hmm. that's sort of a GTFO moment. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think that's super real. We have two questions remaining, okay. Maddie Fisher. Let's, let's blast them. Number four: karaoke, open bar, or private room? Ooh, a very good question, and I have experienced both. And I, you know what, to me, here's where, here's where I think I have landed on it. Open bar, open public bar. Yes. I do think that that is part of the joy and part of what karaoke is all about is like having an audience and kind of making a fool of yourself and like kind of having, you know, half the room's attention at any point. And being able to go ballistic and you know what I mean? Like, I think I've done the private room thing and it just kind of feels a little bit silly. It's like, who am I Mm -hmm. performing for? Like all my friends are singing along and, but they're also like, it's just a little bit strange to me. I'm like, I think you need some strangers there to, to get that. That's the energy of it. Right. Yes. I don't know. It's crazy. What am I doing? (laughs) You know? I feel like for me, the nice thing about the open bar is that you kind of have to like cater your choice of song to an audience that doesn't know you. Yes. In that yes. way, where you're just like, I got to pick one that's going to get everybody going. Sure. Yeah, yeah. And I think that that, that usually, it, it get, you know, you end up with a better choice of song there, I would say. Yes. I think for karaoke, that's exactly the direction you have to go. Yeah. I think so. Because otherwise, like, in a room full of your friends, like, honestly, you're just going to pull out a Hamilton song. You know it. You, we all know it. And <laughs> it's not going to, you know, and then everyone's going to be like, all right, here she goes. Yeah, here she goes again. All right. Yeah, all right. That's fine. No, and no, we're, we're friends. We're here for it. But, yeah, I think. is, And that's where you fall as well? You think what? You know, I swing, I swing back and forth. I think uh, I see the virtue of both. Uh, with the private room, what's nice about that is that, like, if it's just a group with, you know, you and your friends, it's like, oh, I can go a bunch of times, and I don't have to wait for a ton of people to go before I get to go again. Because, I mean, once I do one, I'm like, I got to get back up there. <laughs> yes, I know. Yeah, yeah, you do want to do a bunch. I mean, I think that the best possible case scenario, which, like, I don't think I've ever experienced, is, like, a medium filled bar yes like most of the people aren't trying to do karaoke but there is a um you know a consistent group of people that are sort of maybe half your friends and half strangers who are continuously doing it but where you could probably get in you know two three two three songs that night 
that yeah. would be that that I think would be two, three, maybe even four. Yes, the perfect answer lies somewhere in the somewhere middle. In yeah, that's what I think. What's your go-to? You can say it. It's oh cake, right? It's uh, what is that song? Short. What is it? Hold on, I got it. Oh short God, skirt, yeah. short skirt, long jacket. Long jacket. Well, I should, <laughs> I should try one out. I, I never have. It feels too nerdy. But I do. Um, my go-to, my like warm-up song that I'm just kind of like, this will work. Is uh, you're so vain, Carly. Oh yes, mm-hmm. that is great. That one is really fun. I find you can get a really theatrical. Everyone knows it. It's it's a fun one. Yeah, every it gets the people going. Yeah, 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 yeah. And there's like some fun. It, it's it's got good energy to it, and you can like sort of you. I like it because you can step into this character, you know. Or totally. Like, I had some dreams. They were clouds in my outfit, and you're like talking to someone specific, you know. So it's like there's all of this. Like, I like songs like that where you're just like, "You suck," <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you can you're a character while you're doing it. Yes. Are you, what's your go-to? I'll tell you. It's Friday, I'm in Love by The Cure. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. That's a beautiful one. It really, it's like, it's not too challenging to sing. And it's a great, it's because people hear it and they're like, oh, this song. Yeah. Yes. That's what you want. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. You kind, I think the perfect reaction is, oh, this song. And I haven't heard it in a while. Or like. Right. It's not because you can't do it too, you know, like cliche karaoke or like, you know, just like overdone, overpicked. Um, but you do want it to be recognizable. Yeah. You can't do Don't Stop Believing because people just tune out. Oh, my God. And yeah, you can't have it be a slower, a slow guy. I mean, I do think there are some people I know that are just like they go for the ballads. Right. And kind of like, honestly, no. <laughs> for me, yeah. it's not, I don't think, I think you need it. The, the energy like up no matter what I, I completely agree yeah yeah that's my take I or know. if it's a ballad it's got to be like like a power ballad. it's got to be like yeah. like celine dion like something yeah, yeah. big like melodrama to the max yeah you can't yeah. just have it be like i don't know somewhere in between i think it's that's a tough line yeah it's all coming back to me Ooh. it <laughs> Who's that? Who's here? Who's here? Oh, I miss karaoke. Oh, my God. I am telling you, the minute I can do it again, I'm going. Oh, Lord. That's going to be, like, we're talking, like, summer 2021. Yeah, probably. But (laughs) that gives me all the time I need to memorize all the words to One Week by the Bare Naked Ladies. Yeah. You know, when I saw, um, I was hanging out with Jessie Warner right before she tragically moved to Los Angeles and we did a little bit of karaoke in her apartment, just the two of us. And which um, actually is a really great way to test out songs that ah. you have been thinking about in terms of karaoke. Um, you know, you didn't know if it's going to work, but you don't want to try it out in front of an audience. Perfect way. And we would do it. We would like try out these new songs and then like look at each other and be like, what do you think? Is it ready for, you know, is it ready for the public? Right. <laughs> but yeah, so I'd, I'd recommend that. That does sound really fun. In the meantime, in the interim. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we could do some karaoke at home. We'll get a little machine. Yeah, definitely. Final question for you, Maddie Fisher. Okay. What is the dumbest thing that's ever made you cry? Oh. 
Is it when Nadia won Great British Bake Off? Honestly, probably. <laughs> um, or some, you know, something akin to that. I, I am definitely a sucker for, um, I cry at, you know, shows and movies just like, like wildfire. Like I really. Oh, sure. Um, it gets me. I'm, I'm, I'm there. I'm in it. Um. Yeah, people sometimes say commercials, like specific commercials that did it, mm-hmm. that they're like embarrassed about. Mm. Oh, you know what? Okay, one time I was, oh man, I was walking on the street in um, Bushwick, like the Bushwick Ridgewood border. And I saw heard of it. Which you know about it. I saw a dead cat on the side of the road. Oh God. And which isn't that, you know, stupid per se, but I just like, you know, it was just like a passing thing. And then I just like was walking away and I just like started tearing up. I was like, ooh, a dead, you know, like it felt like, like a pet. Saw a it's like a dead pet. Yeah. It felt like I sort of in some ways saw a dead person. Yeah. In in no way, really, but it, you know. I hey look, I get that. No shame on that. Hey. That is that is reminding me that I uh was recently walking through uh the Bushwick Ridgewood border and I saw a dead rat that had a cigarette hanging out of its mouth. No. Are you serious? Yes. Someone had delicately placed it there in sort I of guess cultural way or was it yeah. like that rat had smoking a pack and that's what killed him <laughs> yes yeah, so just the latest victim of lung cancer due to cigarette <laughs> smoking well maddie we are just about out of time can you believe no this whipped by it was it was great this was so much fun hey i'm so glad you think so so people should go to maddiefisher.com seriously and can people see the movie you were in with with the Derek Katz and Betsy Kenny did is that like available for people to watch? Yes, you know I think that um, it's so silly that I'm not super aware of where one can watch that, but I think <laughs> that um, check out what Derek Katz and Betsy Kenny are saying about the location of that video. Gotcha, and it's called Tapes, right? Tapes. Is the movie? Yeah. Well, thank you so much for doing the show, Maddie. It was so nice to talk to you after so long. Do you have any parting words for the the the, the friends listening? Oh my gosh! Well, I don't know. I I miss New York. I can't wait to come back. Aw, and I love everybody. Hey, the feeling is mutual. Oh, stop it! All right, let's say bye at the same time. Ready? Okay. Let's see if the, let's see if the Zoom can do it. Okay, one, two, three. Bye. Hi, this is Jimmy. Well, that's the end of the music, but it's not the end of the show. For those of you computer literate parrot heads out there, stick this CD into your computer and you can see an enhanced video of what we do and what we say backstage behind the scenes.